Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. Alongside talk segments featuring your commentary, Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus Talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus Talk show for free. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And And this this is Sibling Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. This week, we discuss being black and gay. We introduce a new segment called Bye Girl Bye. And we find out what made me respond like this. Well then fucking say that, bitch. You just act like you loved it. All right, wake your ass up. <laughs> bitch, I'm up. Wake your ass up, ladies Why and gentlemen. So- <laughs> welcome to episode three of Sibling Rivalry. My name is Bob the Drag so, Queen. You are being so combative today. Say your name, bitch. They know my fucking name. I'm on the exchange. Money, this is how podcasts work. You have to introduce yourself to your audience. I love okay, you well, they like... know. Listen, they know what's popping. <laughs> you, who are you? The vixen? Why you want to fight me? No, because <laughs> you're trying to fight me. This whole process is you trying to fight me about doing our own motherfucking podcast. <laughs> I would never fight you. I love you. Yeah, because <laughs> if we fought, I would win. Monet, you cannot beat me in a fight, any kind of wow. fight. Oh Be a verbal God. fight, a fist fight, a foot race, a knick-knack, paddywhack, tic-tac-toe, connect four, hopscotch. You, you seem to forget, I am born and raised in Brooklyn, bitch. I would absolutely destroy you and pummel you and beat you into the motherfucking ground. Monet, I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Who cares? So what? I am from do you the know, ATL, Do you know, do you know, do you know who else is from Atlanta, Georgia? Kim Sosiak. Look at what a pussy she is. You know who else is from uh, New York? Uh, what's the bitch uh, Biggie, Lil Kim, Faith Teresa Judice, Donald Trump, <laughs> your homeboy, your homeboy Donald Trump. 
that's your president, girl. You ever forget? We have Bobby Brown, Lanethia Leaks. Bobby, you, you, your advocate for your city is Bobby Brown. That is an issue, <laughs> girl. Robert Brown. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? No, that's Bobby Brown's name. Oh, oh, Robert. You said Robert. I thought you said Robbie Brown. I'm like, no, Robert that? Brown. Oh, um, you try to enunciate. What have you been up to, Mo? You know, I have just been um, living my dreams on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. We are two episodes in. Have you been doing just... press? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still am doing press. You're just, you know what I, what, what I really think it is that you're just jealous that y'all do not get to do the amount of cool press that we did. And, and that's, that's not a dig. Like, that's not another dig. That's, I'm not trying to come for you. I'm just saying I think that there is a seed and underlying foundation of jealousy in that. Monet, let me tell you right now, I won RuPaul's Drag Race, okay? I have done a lot of press. If you name the press, I have I have done her. I was on uh, Access Hollywood. I have okay, done... Okay, me too. You, when were you on Access Hollywood? Bitch, I ain't, even, I ain't even win that. We recorded all of it already. It hasn't aired, but we recorded no, it, bitch. I, it, it wasn't me and 14 other drag queens, okay? Okay, first of all, it was me and one other drag queen, and her name is Ms. Cracker. Okay, let's get that straight. Cracker, I just met her. Um, I did <laughs> so stupid. I did a lot of press. Okay, I don't have to call out. Okay, all my so you name one outlet. You name one outlet, bitch. I have not heard more than one. I outlet. also did the. I was on the cover of the Village Voice. Uh, at, oh, um, no um, one reads that anymore, and they're bankrupt. The people do read the, the Village Voice. Is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You, I'm, I am not, and that that was me all by my lonesome. I wasn't there with a buddy or a pal or a friend. And I was on the cover, Miss Thing. No, I'm kidding. I know. I know the Village Voice is major. I just didn't want to give you the the satisfaction <laughs> of knowing that. Uh, but I, Monet, I am always happy for your successes. I don't know why you, you think you, I'm you, ever. You uh, sure don't fucking act like it. I am. How, Monet? You better take that back right now. I do. No, I, for you I'm all not the time. taking it back because I mean what I said. Calling me a um, what did you call me? A stupid looking Saint oh. Bernard. <laughs> Uh, we need to talk about okay. So last week at the end of the podcast, Monet was answering one word answers. Mm-hmm. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Bye. Because Monet was upset that I that I said that she looked like a that she reminded me of a stupid looking Saint Bernard. And and the gag is that you don't see anything wrong with that statement. That is Monet, the official gag. It's like Beethoven. He's a big doofy looking dog, and everyone loves him. Okay. Okay. Okay, but same thing as doofy and stupid looking. I had two very different connotations, Bob. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, a stupid looking uh, dog. Uh, those uh, uh, those uh, are the cutest dogs. Stupid looking dogs are the cutest dogs. Bob, you cannot flip this into a positive. Do you like what? Monet, you're adorable. Oh, I know. You have to make it into a combative little moment, don't you? No, only with you. How is how, how, what have you been up to? I know now you're in you're in like tech rehearsals after doing the same rehearsal for like two months now. You're finally doing actual rehearsing. That's cool. <laughs> what do you mean actual? Re- we have been rehearsing the whole time. Monet, I am in an extremely professional production of Angels in America. You cannot try to belittle what I'm doing. <laughs> you I'm love that again. I I'm very. Oh. I I think this is like one of the coolest and most amazing things you've ever done in your life. No, but you, now y'all doing real rehearsals. Okay, fierce. 
Um, we are in technical rehearsal, which means now they uh, they are adding in the set and the lights and the sound. And while we're actually in the theater and not in the rehearsal hall anymore, we've just been running lines the past two days, trying to drill it in. Because when you do Tony Kushner, you have to be word perfect. Oh, really? Yes, like word perfect. You cannot make up any ums, no ha's, and you have to get every single line perfect. Oh, girl, I want that I would because I will ad lib a scene if it's the last thing I did. I'm like, the line is, um, hey, do you want some chips? I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing? You want a bag of chips, honey? No, you cannot do this in this production. And the and by the way, the words in this play are like they're difficult. It's like it's not easy dialogue. In fact, hold on, wait one second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab my script and read you a little part, okay? Ba, ba, ba. Are you fully? Are you are you off book yet? I am. Yeah, we're all off script. We're are all you off. really? We're all off book. When I've been here for two months, so you so you know the entire thing cold. That's fair. I know mine. I don't know everybody else's lines, but I, know, I sure as hell know all my lines. I mean, you you've always been really good at memorizing stuff, though. Yeah, it's not a problem for me. Um, and also, I mean, there, there so there's a character named Louis. Who uh, who really has a lot of like back talking? Like this is one of his lines, and it's just weird, you know. I mean, I'm not all that Jewish looking, or well, maybe I am, but you know, in New York, everyone is. Well, not everyone, but so many people are. But so, but in England, in London, I walk into bars and I feel like Sid the Yid, you know. I mean, like Woody Allen and Annie Hall with the pants and the gabardine coat, like never, never anywhere so much. I mean, not actively despised, not like they're Germans. Like that's literally, I wasn't stuttering. That's, those are the lines verbatim. Oh wow! Oh that uh, no, that wouldn't work and it, for me. And when when rehearsal, if you if he'll be like yes and but he'll be like no, it's but and yes, and they're like oh. nah, yes. When it is word perfect. Welcome to this is Tony Kushner Pulitzer Prize winning writer. You have to get the words down pat. This is like not. This isn't just Bucky the playwright. <laughs> and all of his plays are like that. I haven't read all of his plays. I read one of them. Well, I'm asking, are all of Tony Kushner's plays, do they have to be word perfect? Um, I'm sh- pretty sure, yeah. I mean, Tony Kushner writes what he means, and he wants what he said. What He wants what he wrote on the stage being said. So when you word. do Tony Kushner's work, you just do it word perfect. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing the past two days. And I think after two more days, we'll finally be on the stage with our costumes and the set and the whole nine yards. And the set looks cool. Crazy! It is a big production. This is—it's kind of crazy, girl. I'm very excited to come see it. I'm excited to have you. Oh, and also, here's another thing: my cousin is coming tomorrow. Wait, so he is coming? No, I have two cousins. One cousin who I know, and one cousin I don't know. And they so the both one that you know come. is coming. The one that I know was always coming. My other cousin wants to come, and he's like, "Can I stay with you? Are you sure I can't stay with you?" I'm like, "I live in a two-bedroom apartment with only two beds. I can't. I'm not into this." Lifestyle of having four adult men staying in my apartment with one bathroom. Bob, I told you this earlier. You're being ridiculous. I'm like, they're not acting to move in for the rest of your career. It's, it's a week, girl. You're not going to, it's not going to kill you for a what, week. What, can I send them to your place? What? Can I send them to your place? That's not my family. But if my family wants to come stay in my apartment. And yes, I, he's by my the way, family, I, but I don't know him. I do not know him. I have never okay, had but, a phone conversation with him. But your your cousin that you do know and his friend that's okay. Yeah, Why not? I told and I told him they're coming. They're 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 both going to be here tomorrow morning. Or that's a fast turnover. Didn't they just ask you like this morning? No, my other cousin, the cousin that I don't know, asked me this morning. 
Oh, got it, got it, got it. And I was like, boo, listen, I'm sorry. And I know you want to live your life in your spring break, but I just don't. I, oh, it's no. break. Got it. Oh, and also, not to mention, it's spring break. And what? And they are 21 years old. They are going to be out living their goddamn dreams, which they should be. If you are 21 and you are young, you need to be out on spring break living your motherfucking life. I'm not on spring break. We are in tech week, which is the most intense time of the rehearsal process of a play. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Were you so, were you ever one of those kids who went to like Cancun on like spring break and shit? I always wanted to I, do that. I've never gone on a no no I Same. no me either. I, I didn't went I on an airplane until I finally MTV. got what I said. I never even got on an airplane until I got booked for a gig and I flew over to the gig when I was like 19 or 18. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say when you got booked for a gig at Drag Race. I'm like, bitch, how the fuck did you get to New York then? Did you walk? I walked all the way. Can you believe it? <laughs> I thumbed a ride up to New York City. No, yeah, I was not. We were. We also weren't. We weren't rich people. I know now. Monet is. Y'all don't know this. Monet is loaded. Okay. Bob, can you stop? Can you stop? That's not true. And you always Monet say that, is. And then people, Monet is wealthy. People believe that, and you are so. That's not true. Monet's uh, mother owns a cell phone company in a small island. <laughs> Um, and Monet goes and parties and vacations there uh, once every uh, three weeks. <laughs> but no, I, my family is not loaded. We do not have a whole lot of money. So we just did what we did when we could do it. My vacation was every summer I went to my grandma's house. And I think I was going every summer to my grandma's house because my mom couldn't afford a babysitter. So she couldn't have us just sitting at the house all summer long. So we would go spend each summer in Mississippi. My vacations were all in Corinth, Mississippi. And where, where Mississippi? Corinth. We call it Car. If you live in Corinth, you call it Corinth. Work. Yeah, Corinth, Mississippi, and that is where I spent all of my summers, honey. So yeah, no, I was not. I was not a vacation kid. Now we both watch. We both watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Where did you watch it today? I watched it in my home because I had church today. You in this goddamn church gig. Bob, what's wrong with church? You know I think religion is a scam. Religion is the biggest scam in the history of the world. <laughs> well, you know. It is. Uh, people, you know, you're, you're, you're entitled to that. You're entitled to that. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, I mean, you don't think religion is a scam? It's not my business to say that. Money, share an opinion. It's Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just. I mean, I don't know how I feel about. I don't know how I feel about religion 100 percent now, but I was raised very religious, and it is a very like. Oh, habits die hard. Like it's just a hard thing. I don't know. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Like well, I, I don't know how I feel. But also, me going to church is it's 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 a church job. I get paid to be a, a, a soloist there. To praise the Lord. That's fierce. I think that religion <laughs> is is designed to keep the poor poor and keep the ignorant ignorant and. uh and it is, there is no major religion that does not condemn homosexuality. Um, and most religions have yes, racism. Unita- un, um, uni- Unitarianists, whatever it is, they, they, don't, they don't condone homosexuality. Are they Christians? No, I said, univer- you, you, said you said religion and un, Unitarian, unita- Unitarians, Unitarians, whatever they are, they are, that is a religion and they don't condone I never heard of that. Are they, is that a sect of Christianity? Christianity? It's, it's not a sect of Christianity. It's its own thing. Uni, unita- oh. Unitarians. Well, I, I don't know what, what kind of a major religion is that I've never even heard of. The major religions are Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and Buddhism. 
the units. Let me look it up right now, because now we have this thing, this lovely thing called the internet. Actually, I don't think. Actually, I don't think that Buddhism does have any uh, anti uh, uh, gay uh, sentiment in it. To be honest, I don't think they do either. Yeah. Oh wait, it it is a sect of Christianity. Yeah. So it's anti. It's anti gay. No, Unitarian is a historic is, is historically a Christian theological movement named for its belief that the God in Christianity is one entity as opposed to the Trinity, which defines God as three persons. Blah, 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 blah. Therefore, they believe that all are equal. But do they read the Bible? I don't. I don't. I, I don't you can't read the Bible and be for pro. If you can't believe in the things in the Bible and be for gay people, it's just not possible. It's just. By the way, I'm not here to shit on Christianity. It's just not a thing. It's just but, that's not a thing, boo boo. But there are gay churches, gay Christian churches. Yeah, and they, yeah, read, and they read and believe the Bible. They just they just push out all the old shit. That they oh, don't see, think. see that's that's another thing where you where you get to just pick a. Well, I'm just gonna listen to this, this, scratch that part. I'm gonna take this, this, scratch that part. Like that don't make no sense to me. To you. So how do you get to pick? And, so now you just go through the Bible and just pick only what fits you. Everything else is bullshit. No, I think I, I mean I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't I don't live that life. Well, I just no I don't fuck with religion. I think that um, and also I, I feel like also I mean growing I grew up Southern Baptist. Where did you grow right. up? Right. I grew up Methodist. I grew up Southern Baptist, and uh, it is hellfire and it is brimstone, Miss Thing. It is like damnation. It is fire. It is it is a preacher who is sweating buckets with a towel on his face and yelling and preaching and trying to find out and then once the congregation has gone on for way too long he goes y'all don't mind if the lord wants me to keep talking and then they pass the plate around again i'm not here for it well also that church is just fun honey yeah, it's fun until you do it every every. It's it's fun from the outside. Like those extreme churches are fun to visit, but when you go to them every Sunday, as a kid, it does not feel fun. Well, <laughs> feels- I started going to one of those like in like um, high school, and I used to go every Sunday. And honestly, what like really gets what really makes those churches popping? Those churches popping is the choir because the choir is normally on point. It's like three like fat bitches uh, that can like sing the house down boots. And they just turn it out. No, the choirs are amazing. I'm telling you, those, oh, those are incredible. Southern Southern Baptist black churches are lit as fuck. Even yeah. the Southern Baptist honey. Even the Southern Baptist white churches are lit as fuck. Because I went to some of those yeah. too. Like How Southern you, churches yeah, are lit. We worship the king. But I just I can't fuck religion. Religion is not for me. It, it is is a trap, and I have found a way to find my own moral compass and still be a good person. I mean, but I, but we we have both had this conversation in the past that even though you are very um you're very anti-religion, there are still certain things because you grew up that way that it's it's hard for you to to move away from. Yeah, girl, religion dies hard. Like it is old. Yeah, it is being anti-religious is a scary sentiment to even say. Like, I could not stand up and say this at my Thanksgiving dinner without some major shit going down. I mean, would you? Would you? If you are, if y'all are all in, um, uh, what is it? Parthenon, Mississippi. At, uh, (laughs) at the, at the Thanksgiving dinner table on 
on on November twenty fourth, Thursday, November twenty fourth, could you stand up and say religion is bullshit? If you believe that you're a fucking idiot, could you do that? If someone asked me how I felt about religion, I would say how I feel. And my family knows it's how I am. Like, I don't really hide things from my family. I don't keep things from them. I don't try to hide. I don't try to shelter anything. My mom is. My mom knows how I feel about religion. Um, and when she asks me how I feel about something, I say, this is how I feel. It's not for me. You know, I'm, you, I say, Mom, you know I'm not religious. And she always says, but well, that don't mean you can't pray. She always says that. <laughs> she goes, can you please pray for your brother? I said, Mom, you know I'm not religious. But that don't mean you can't pray. Can you just do it for me? And I'll say, okay, sure. And I say, you want me to pray to Jesus? She goes, that'd be nice. <laughs> and do you do it? Yeah, if I tell my mom I want to do it, I'll do it. I'll say, okay, oh my Jesus. God. Okay, so what do you say? I would like, walk me through you praying to Jesus. Uh, Lord Jesus, um, please. Okay, wait, wait, my wait, time out, time out, time out. Do you like kneel down by the side of your bed? Like, what, like, I want like a, a visual. No, I'll probably be like sitting in a chair and then I will have just turned off TV or maybe I'll be in the dark and I'll say, uh, Lord Jesus, please protect my brother as he goes into surgery this week. Um, you know that he had a problem with his knee. Please watch over his body. Let the blood of Jesus drip on his wounds. And please see him through this ailment with the grace and dignity of a thousand angels forever and ever. Amen. And that's just me imitating what I think my mom would say. Bob, that is, does not sound sincere at all. It's not, no, what Jesus is not going to hear that. Jesus can hear, Jesus hear, well, according to the theology, Jesus hears everything you say. Praying, <laughs> praying harder doesn't mean praying louder. Okay? <laughs> Jesus picks up all the calls, honey. But you can't be, you can't be anti-black. You can't be anti-gay. Sorry, you can't be, it's hard to be anti-religion and black. Oh, absolutely. It's very hard. Yeah, like you, you will have little to no supporters in your community. Well, I mean, also, and I just feel like part of me, I've, I, I've, like, evolved in my religion. Like, before, like, like I was even afraid to say, like, the like a curse and, like, something about God or Jesus or religion in, like, the same sentence. And now that's not a thing for me. And I do feel like I have evolved past the whole religion thing. Like, I don't, I do feel like some of it is a sham. Like, I, I, I do. I, I honestly do feel that. I do absolutely, I absolutely believe that there is a higher power. I feel like to think that we as human beings are like the most, like, like we're responsible for all of this. Like, I feel like that's stupid. I definitely do know that there is a higher power, but I don't know if I um, uh, uh, believe in religion. Do you, is, is, do you, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? I See, honestly, it's, it's scary to say no, isn't it? It's so scary to say no. It's, it is baked into the essence of your being. And it really baby, is. It really is. And the first time I said Jesus was not my Lord and Savior, I remember feeling like a shudder go through my body. Like I'm I'm bucking against what I know and what I've been taught my whole life. But I had to sit back and think about it and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense, it's not real. Well, that's not true. Everything not not everything that doesn't make sense is not real. No, everything that makes sense is real. Just because you don't that's understand it doesn't mean it. just because you don't understand it does not mean it doesn't make sense. Exactly. I don't exactly. So use that same logic for yourself. Just because you don't understand religion doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't, no, but no one sense. can make sense of religion. Okay, when it comes to brain surgery, there's someone out there who can understand it and explain it to me. No one out there can explain religion to me, except just believe it. 
You see what I'm saying? When it comes to brain surgery, there's someone be like this, this, and this, and neurons and protons and click clack and electricity and bibbity boppity boo. When it comes to religion, I just feel it deep down in my soul. Jesus is with me. Well, all right, that's nice. That's real nice. <laughs> Can you put your? Why is your phone vibrating? Put your phone. It's, this is the airplane. Put it on airplane mode. Uh, do you think that we'll lose some listeners over our uh, religion talk? Uh, you know, I think that if you if you are, um, I, I I choose to believe that our podcast listeners are very gay and lesbians and dykes and all those things. I don't think they're the religious crowd. Well, listen, if our religion talk has offended you, please write us on Twitter, hashtag Sibling Rivalry Podcast, and we will check all of those. And we'll actually read your uh, comments here on the uh, the air. Yes, um, my name so, is Jaden Dior Fierce. <laughs> and my name is Latrice Royale. Um, <laughs> See, now, speaking of, of Latrice Royale, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, go, go. Well, I was, um, you sent me a picture today, and you were telling me that you were losing weight. I have to be honest, I did not believe you. Man, I was like, Bob is so full of shit. Because the Bob the Drag Queen I know sits in his apartment at 3 o'clock in the morning and has four different dollar bags of chips and he eats every single crumb in every single bag. Well, the, from the picture you sent me, the angle, I was like, oh shit. Monet, as long as you've known me, when have I ever lied to you? And don't try to be It's funny. not about when lying, I... but sometimes we think that we're losing more weight than we actually have, bitch. And that is just, that. It, that's not a lying thing. It's, it's a human thing. Like, bitch, well, I, can, I, I, can, I, I was standing the on the scale. The scale does not lie. I can go to the gym tomorrow and eat a fucking bag of kale. You cannot tell me I'm not fucking uh, Uma fucking Thurman, girl. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. When you eat healthy and work out in one day, you walk around like, how motherfuckers can't take me today? Motherfuckers on wish. Lions mode, girl. Cookie oh, do lion. not let... Don't let me do three sit-ups and then walk down the street this thing. <laughs> People will be like, she is turning everything. I, I worked out literally for three days. And I went down to the costume shop and I was like, oh, going to have to redo all my costumes. <laughs> and then the lady measured me and was like, you're good. <laughs> no, but you do, look, you do look much skinny and healthy. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I've been cooking my own meals. And I work. I used to work out every day. I can't work out every day anymore. It, it, it's not working out. But I work out almost every day. I work out more days than I don't work out. Well, I think that you're just not committed to yourself, and you should really revisit that. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are absolutely right. There's something There's I can do. Every I absolutely, single day. Am. I'm right. There's something I can do every single day. Now I want to go back real quick to talk about black, gay, and religion. Okay. Uh-huh. Because this week in the episode of Untucked, Monique Hart, who I'm falling in love with, by the way. I love Monique. Monique is very funny. Her eyes uh, tell you everything Everything you need to know. She got those Octavia Spencer eyes. <laughs> um, we, uh, she was mentioning how, you know, her family knows she does drag and they know she's gay, but maybe they don't know to what degree she's doing it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And years ago, a friend of mine uh, said that he was doing drag, but his parent, his family didn't really know. And then he started doing drag on a really big level, and then his family didn't know. Then he started doing drag on Broadway, <laughs> and his family his family knew. But they were kind of like, what's going on? And it was a big issue yeah. because his parents were deacons or pastors or something right, like that. Right, right. So it was for him, it was scary to say, hey, I'm a drag queen on Broadway. Yeah. For, Which I feel I, like for me, well, go ahead. I don't come from a family like that. Like my family is religious, but they just 
They just don't care. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. My family just does not care that I'm gay. They don't care that I do drag. They're into my drag. They love that I do drag. So I've never come from a family that had an issue with me being gay or with me doing drag. So I, I can't... For, honestly, I don't have that experience. But I do know that outside of my family, in the black mm-hmm. community, to be gay is not cute. Oh, it's very taboo. Because I Which, think what it stems from is that us um, black people as um, us as black people going um, femininity has even though the black woman is probably one of the strongest forces in the world um, men exuding femininity has always been looked at and deemed as something very weak and not desirable. Well, I think it's because they see a difference in black femininity and black faggots. Like black women and black gay men are not the same thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They look at black gay men as some sort of a parody of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that a lot of time, and a lot of black gay people do get ostracized from their families and have to form, oh, totally. which is why these black uh, dance crews and Vogue houses and drag houses are so strong. Yeah. Black drag houses and this kind of stuff, those are the strongest ones in the community because a lot of those people really have no one to go to. No one else, yeah. How was it Whereas, for you as a as a Caribbean? How was uh how does your family respond to the gayness? Well, the gay thing is still very 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 taboo. Um, now since being on the show, you know, well, not since being on the show, but since I since I since I started doing drag in the city, you know, coming back from college and I did drag in the city regularly. You know, my mom and my dad live in St. Lucia, but my aunt and my my aunts and my grandmother and my brother, we all live up here in New York and in Delaware and the tri state area. Um, so when they, so when I came back and I, and I was doing drag, they're like, okay, this is weird, but you still have a job, right? You can use, cause I, I was still working at the hotel. Boom. I was still doing that. And I was doing all that. And then drag started getting more serious. And then as you know, I quit my day job and I started doing drag full time and they were like, listen, we don't care as long as you can pay your bills. And so I think for my family, what has, what has always been the thing is that is this, can this, can you make a living doing this fucking drag thing? And when they saw that I could, then they accepted it, which is weird. So I think we both have pretty liberal black families, to be honest. But that's the thing. My family is very conservative. So that's the that's the weird thing. But they... Well, and also, it goes to say, my family in St. Lucia, they still don't really get it or they don't understand. Like, my mom, I never said the words to my mom, I'm a drag queen or I'm gay. Well, does your mom have a TV? She does have a TV in St. Lucia. Does she follow you on Instagram? She does. She does not have any social media. She has a fucking WhatsApp account. Does um, does uh, Margaret Exchange know that you are on... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Does Margaret Exchange know that you're on RuPaul's Drag Race? I told her, I'm doing this... I, I, I said to her, Ma, I'm doing this reality co- um, competition show on VH1 on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock. And she's like, and she's like oh, that's really cool. I've spoken to her since the show was aired, but she's never mentioned it, so I which I don't think she's watched it. I feel like if my son said, I'm going to be on VH1 on a TV show, I'd be like, I have to watch my son on a... Okay, let me talk about Martha Caldwell. Martha Caldwell has seen every video that I have ever posted on YouTube, or that has been posted of me. She has seen everything I've done on TV. She's seen every movie I've been in, every TV show I've been on. She has read every single interview. If she spends her days combing the internet for Bob the Drag Queen stuff, like she is that mom. Work. 
Like she, there is, so I know that she'll probably hear this. Like everything I do, Martha Caldwell is there and she's listening to it, which is why I think we're so open about everything because she she knows the like this is she knows the real me. Like I don't yeah. have a, a family version and then an everyone else version because Martha Caldwell's always watching. I'd be I'd be exhausted trying to keep up an image for her. You know what I mean? Well, my aunt who kind of raised me. So recently, my 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 family came to came to Hardware. They came to see my one woman show on Hardware Saturday. My two aunts came. And they were floored. They were like, they were, they were like, oh my god, you're like really good, and we're like obsessed. So now they want to come every Saturday. I'm like, absolutely not. Wait, you say your aunt? Because I get confused because you call your aunt your mom, and I just assume we always meet your mom. You no, know, so your, your aunt who I raised you. My aunt who raised me. That's my mom. But my yeah, that's why that's why I admit. So your oh, so your mom, your aunt who raised you, who we call your mom, lives in New York. No, she lives in Saint Lucia. But my other aunt, who kind of raised me later, it's like you know, you know, my family tree is weird, girl. It's like so weird. Rose, so, Rose, Rose. Remember, what, remember when you when you when you came to the house in Brooklyn? Yeah, that's my you other had, aunt. By the way, y'all don't know. Monet had a a on the back of her door, eight thousand dollars, <laughs> literally just hanging on the back of her door. <laughs> In her in her apart in her not apartment, her house in Brooklyn <laughs> that her family owns. And Monet's like, we're just modest. We're we're comfortable. Bob, owning a, a house in New York City is not a weird like you like what are, what are you what are you talking about? Money owning a house in New York City is a big deal. Those if y'all sold that house, you'd probably make a million dollars. Okay, anyway, moving on. But I, that, Monet, are that you uncomfortable because everyone knows now that you were raised rich? You're like, the, you're like the Jordan Sparks of RuPaul's Drag Race. You came in, you were already rich. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Bobby, you are so ridiculous because you are, you, I can't. Anyway, the long and short of it is that being gay and black, especially, honestly, from the Caribbean experience, it's more of a thing of it being, can you make money from this? Because just like Africans, West Indian people are very much... They want all the kids to be lawyers, doctors. Like, that's it. Like, if you do anything outside of that, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're an idiot. Like, no. Well, so, I, I think being that's Car- more so where it stems from. Now, I think when most people think of Caribbean, they think of Jamaicans. And Jamaicans are apparently notoriously uh, homophobic. Oh, yeah. Oh, J- Jamaica is the worst one. St. Lucia is where I'm from. St. Lucia is a pretty liberal. For Out of all the West Indian countries, St. Lucia is pretty liberal. It's because of the queen of St. Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> Monet does not like when I acknowledge that Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of St. Lucia. <laughs> Which she is. You can acknowledge she is, right? Sure. Wait, do you think Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of St. Lucia? <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. I don't care. Monet, now you're trying to full stunts in front of the podcast. <laughs> Monet's always like, she is not the Queen. <laughs> I never said those words. Queen Queen E. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that is so funny to me. God, you're so ridiculous. The idea that Queen Elizabeth is the Queen of St. Lucia is the funniest shit. I It, it just... Because you pick, like, weird shit to be so tickled by. That is funny, Monet. Bob, anyway. no one thinks this is funny. But you. It was, it was also really tough seeing uh, Eureka was... She's really emotional this season. Oh, girl. Larisha. 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 What's her name? Oh, Eureka will cry at the opening of a fucking envelope, girl. <laughs> She is like, she's all, and then what What 
gagged me was when she started, when she tried to have another, another fucking moment in Untucked, and we were all like, girl, you just were crying, we're over, and we all just talking about our own shit. She stomped away, literally stomped away, um, Godzilla realness, like, cause we wouldn't, we didn't want to talk about her shit again. It's like, girl, you just had a moment. Jesus Christ. Well, she was emotional. She couldn't bring herself out of it. Okay, well, we're all safe, and we, and I wanted to bask in that, cause God knows what the fuck is gonna happen next week. Um, and also, let's talk about the runaways. Whose look was your favorite? Asia's look, Asia looks good, and they were right. Her, she had, it is hard for black girls to match your skin tone, because half the time it we really have to is. dye our own tights yeah. and all that jazz. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't really necessarily like all of the froofy, froofy, um, like, vulva, like, vagina stuff at the, like, all that shit, but I did like the pink and the brown and the stones. Like, she looks beautiful. Doesn't Asia O'Hara out of drag look like a news anchor? No, I don't get that. That uh, I that think she looks like Don Lemon. It's probably what it is. Don Lemon is light skinned with an Afro hair. Like what? You are so black, light skinned. It. Um, <laughs> Yuha looks fucking terrible. Okay, this outfit is not good. It is also just the ruffle not coat good. is not even like the nice ruffle coat. It's like the cheap one that you get on Canal Street. No, 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 no pun intended because she's Asian, but that is like a Canal Street bootleg ruffle coat. Yeah. I think I think that uh, Aquaria looks good. I just don't get Aquaria these looks fins. incredible. I don't get the fins. Do you get them? Do you like it? I don't know. It's probably some weird millennial club kid shit. I mean, are you into it or not? I, Aquaria looks amazing. No, the fins, Monet. I like the whole look. I just don't like these fins. I mean, I don't know what they are, but the green is a complimentary color to her outfit. And it does look cool. Okay, Dusty looks amazing. Dusty looks really good. She looks gorgeous. And I, mean, I remember being there. I'm like, oh, girl, she's just wearing a pinstripe blazer. But then now, seeing the whole look together, like she looks, I, I think she looks amazing. Um, okay, Calories outfit is just, it is a little, I will say this. It is a nice outfit. But when they say best drag, I, it's just not what I'm expecting. Okay, this to be like fair, I, they told us, you're, you're sick. When, then when we were getting ready for the runway, we were told your signature look. That's what everyone is wearing our signature look to them, which is shady because just last week they told Dusty not to do her signature look. I know. So just so we're clear, I want to be very clear about that. They told us to do your signature look. Are you trying to defend your little cat suit before we get to it? <laughs> no, I, I I love my cat suit. I look incredible. Well, yeah, Calorie's outfit is fine. I just it, it just isn't wow. And also um, not with the little not with the little um um, um payless heels. Like, if you're going to do that, like, at least wear a booty so you don't see the flesh at the bottom. See what I'm saying? Oh, you think you want the you want the, 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 the mesh to go into the sock, into the shoe. Right, right. Work. All right. I think Eureka looks amazing. It's cute. I mean, it was a little baggy to me. Oh, I, I didn't and, see And that. I'm saying, like, when, when you have a cat suit, it needs to look like second skin. Also, where did Eureka find a cat suit that was too big? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bob. That is so fucking rude. No, you know I you know I go hard for Eureka. Like I think she looks so good in this outfit. She looks amazing. Well, good for you. Um, I love Monique's outfit. Oh, Monique's outfit—it it was so kind. I love it. I really do. Only thing I don't love is her. I, you know how I feel. I don't believe in thongs on over tights. Well, also, it wasn't really a thong because the like because the because um. Like yeah, because it had the extra meet. parts to it, but I just it just doesn't it doesn't look like a butt, which is what kind of drives me crazy. No, I like it. You know, I live for it. 
but she looks amazing. Okay, this little cracker. The, now this hair is infamous in New York City. It is. They're, you know, honestly, I wish she had done. But this is just me being about myself. I wish she had taken the hair off and then walked out purse first. That would have been fucking hilarious on the way out the that runway. That would have been cute. Um, no, she looks great. This is this, uh, what's his name? Abraham, Abraham made this outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can tell. Um, okay, I'm, I can't say that I'm feeling Cameron Michaels. Cameron looks terrible. I hated this look. This is just kind of a mess, to be it's honest. Like, it's like first time drags. Oh, I'm going to do a butterfly gown. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't I can't be here for that. Like, if this, um, this is your signature look? Work. Does, does Blair St. Clair wear body? She does wear body, but she's wearing one of those one of those titty plates. and mm-hmm. But it's like an old saggy lady titty. Like yeah, they're not perky fe- boobs. Yeah, I don't feature this. I think I the, will say the, the beating is gorgeous. Her boob plate is too big for her. The beating is gorgeous. Um, okay, I, I actually like the Vixen's outfit. Her hair was a little crunchy, but I liked her outfit though. Yeah, agreed. Her hair is always a little crunchy though. Yeah. Um, Monet, you look good. This is I will say this is signature. I think you have this outfit in eighteen colors. I have it in about four colors, yeah. Did you make this what? or did Yuha make this? Yuha made that outfit. It, that, I cannot believe that was not a plot point in this episode, that you were on the runaway wearing an outfit Yuha made. And, lo- and looking better than her. Yuha made this outfit, but I had it stoned by someone else. Like, it was this this outfit is fully stoned and beaded. It is very heavy. Um. Okay, yeah, you know, looking at this picture of Mayhem, she looks fine. <laughs> On the show, it looked better, but in the still, it looks fine. She looks good. If I saw her, I'd be like, "You look good." Yeah, agreed. Um, so who is your? So who is who? Who is your top two of the week? Uh, I'm gonna give my top, t- and the top two of the week is, you know what? Honestly, it might be Dusty. She looks really fucking good. Yeah, I would be Dusty or Asia for me. Dusty or Asia? Yeah, but I'm gonna give it to Dusty because I like Dusty's look more. And my and I I'm, and Yuha is Asia. the bottom. Yuha oh, is a fucking what is it called a scoot scoot the yeah. fuck home. The top top scoot of the week is top scoot. <laughs> no bottom scoot of the week is Yuha looks yeah, she terrible. The yeah, afro can... with just this cat suit and the crunchy ruffle coat. And why 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 did you choose those fishnets? I don't know you. I do not know. This is not a good look. But but she was. But wait, wait, was she in the winning group? No, she's in the losing group. And also, oh, she oh, was right. on the main stage talking about she had another yellow and black outfit. It was it was even fucking uglier. It was the was other it? one was worse. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, also, can we talk about Alyssa Edwards? Some of the the advice she was given was not good advice. Like what? Just like okay, now just be like as, as you were getting bigger and bigger, the girls were already doing really big stuff, and she was telling them to do it bigger, and then it was getting ridiculous. <laughs> like it was getting ridiculous. Do you not agree with that? Yeah, so it was. Yeah, I agree. Like the especially Yuha, like that was like what she was telling you how to do was I was like, I was thinking to myself, I hope Yuha doesn't do that in the show because this is bad. <laughs> Bad advice. <laughs> She's telling you how to roll around on the ground. And the, the girls will come out and do a big gesture going, bigger girl. I want you to be more ridiculous, girl. And I'm like, this is what kind of bullshit. Oh, so you know, you know that Alyssa is so extra. Yeah, don't I know it, girl? But I was like, work, whatever, live your dreams, honey. That was, I remember thinking like, 
This is a lot of really bad advice. All she's doing is just go is just saying bigger, 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 bigger. No matter how big they were, they tell you she tell you to be bigger. <laughs> Did you find the, the choreography hard to do? Uh, no, the choreo the choreo is easy. I mean, girl, me and Pixie do harder shit than that. Well, Monet, you must have come a long way because you have not been known for your choreography skills. We, we there's a reason why the nickname I gave you slow mo. Was because when we were doing the Wizard of Oz challenge, you were always a beat behind doing all the all the dances. <laughs> that you are so full of shit. No, I was not. Money. I have video proof. Okay, everyone, okay, go to my Instagram. Until, let me let me see let me see this video. Then I'll agree. Until then, you're full of shit. Well, go go to my go to my, go to my Facebook page. Go to Bob the Drag Queen on Facebook. I will repost the video. You can see Monet a full beat behind everybody, even Miss Cracker. No, not Miss Cracker. Even Tara yeah, Hyman. Say, no one is worse than Cracker, girl. Even Tara Hyman is whooping your ass in this choreography challenge. <laughs> um, now I'm really excited. We're, we're, we're starting a new segment called Bye Girl Bye, where we talk Bye, girl, to. Bye. I was so excited that you thought about it, Bob. This is, it was a really good idea. One of the few oh. you've had all year. All right, whatever. We're talk- we're just starting a new segment called Bye Girl Bye, where we interview the girl who was uh, eliminated off RuPaul's Drag Race. We have our first eliminated girl here for an interview. We're gonna call in now. The quality is a little off because she she doesn't have she couldn't fig- she didn't have Skype, and then we were trying to do all this stuff. So we figured out. I found out a way to record my phone call, so it truly does sound like a phone call. But we have an interview with uh with. Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, girl. I think AKA that this, this, this gives our our podcast more character. I think. What this this little interview? Yeah, because oh, the, on a phone. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's, it's full of character, honey. Um, <laughs> so, so here's our interview with with uh, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. Did you get this motherfucking thing in order? Yes, I did. You're on the phone with me and Bob right now. Hey, hey, Ricky Bobby. Hey, Vanessa. We are live. Well, not live, but we are on the. We are recording with with Miss Vanessa. Get these cookies, Vanji Mateo. Girl, I am cookie mark, cookie mark, cookie mark. Get these cookies. <laughs> okay, so I just want to start off by saying uh, that was the hardest first elimination I think we've ever had to watch in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race because nobody wanted to see you go. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. well, let me say something. You have, you, have, you have made such a huge impact already on season 10 than any of these other than fucking Alyssa Summers, than, uh, than uh, fucking, like, Porkchop is quaking because you have taken over. <laughs> You're legendary, bitch. I love it. Have you gotten a lot of outboard from fans uh, reaching out to you? Yes, um, everyone has been really nice. All of the memes have been funny as hell, bitch, with me as a cookie monster, me coming out the cookie jar, me, all kinds of shit. These motherfuckers kids are creative as fuck. Um, and everyone's been really sweet. Everyone has um, been reaching out saying, oh, we didn't want to see you go. You're not like the, you know, like how they say, um, I'm not like the regular first girl out. I don't know what that, no breeze to the other girls. I don't know what that means. That's them. That's not me. But, um, you know, it's cute. They be nice. And I think, I think, I think more than anything, uh, the fans just really respond to the way you talk to the camera. You're like the drag queen Cardi B. Right. That's what I've been getting. 
<laughs> because you I keep it real. I should have been with for, I audition for Love and Hip Hop. That way my ass would have never got eliminated because they don't eliminate bitches on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, would say all the sad, but that's like, like, that's, like, I've been to some places and people think that Vanessa is like, been on a show. I'm like, no, girl, this is how Vanessa is. We were doing this thing at Mike.com and Vanessa Watson in full on showgirl regalia, painted to the gods, and like, this is the cuntiest outfit. And she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, how are these hoes doing this interview? Something in the offices of Mike settled down. And it was like, I was cackling because this is, she is like very authentic to herself and it is fucking everything. And people really, uh, people are already begging for you to pop out of a box on season 11. <laughs> right. They what? They, they want you to pop out of a box on season 11, like Shangela, like people want you back. It's really crazy. It must be an amazing feeling. Yeah, they want me to come out the cookie box, the cookie dog. Now, I have a couple of questions for you. I want to ask you about some of the things you said on the show and ask you what they mean, okay? Okay. Now, the fans are wondering, what does, get these, what does get these cookies mean? So, get these cookies is kind of like when you say eat it or like, oh, bitch, get into it. And it's like this. When you know you're about to give, you know, you're giving a little look-see or you're just feeling it. And you say, bitch, get these cookies, bitch, get these cookies. So it's yeah. like, you know, you're the ticket, bitch. You don't really want the ticket, and you're about to get some of the tickets to get these cookies at the factory. They say, get these cookies, bitch. Get these cookies. <laughs> now, a hooker on Rodeo Drive. Uh, right. <laughs> like trash, so but still, you know, eloquent. Right, because so that means, like, you on Rodeo Drive, so you fancy, but you still hoping on the corner. And uh, one of my favorite movies is Pretty Woman, and that's very, that's how she, you know, that was one little corner, and, you know, she got the good clientele. That's the kind of girl I always wanted to be. Now, now, I have to ask you a question. Whose outfit on the runway was your favorite? On the, um, for the 99 staff? Yes. Yeah. Um, my favorite, I like, I really like, um, Blair's. I like Blair's, I think. It was cute. Oh, yeah, okay. I like Blair's, and I like Mayhem. Now, can you please settle this debate that the internet cannot leave alone? Was Monet's outfit conceptual? Was it clear? Or was Monet's outfit, uh, see what had happened was Trey didn't like the session? Yeah, you know, I remember in a second, I said, bitch, you, you should have gave me those sponges too, bitch. Because we were keeping about those sponges. Um, I think, you know, Monet had a, um, we had a vision, and then, like I said, she loved the look. She was trying to get the clean and cool tech. Oh, she came in clean, she cleaned the wrong way, she cleaned it. They just, the same left to clean. I don't know what the fuck you were giving, but they, um, they liked it, so I was like, okay, well. I, well, you know what, because it, in the workroom, it was you, it was you, my, we, were, we were like working next to each other, and I was originally yeah. you. I was originally gonna use the fucking uh the fucking Barbie dolls, but I realized that they were just were not enough to cover my big ass body. So then you said right. you are a much more petite lady and uh, ah, I, the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, here's uh we have just a few more questions. Uh I wanna know about um how did you meet Alexis Mateo and become part of the Mateo dynasty? Yeah. Yeah. Um well, I was, um, 
I was dancing for a dance company, and she had reached out for, um, like, not to me exactly, but a friend of mine, um, a mutual friend, that she needed a backup dancer for a pageant, and then so we started dancing for her, and then, uh, like, every time she would do something, we would dance for her, she danced for Coco Montreux, and a bunch of the, a bunch of that done pageants. So it was the average. So, um, that's right. And then I just became really different with her over time, and then, um, just hung around, and then, yeah. You know that this this actually sounds a lot like you. Your story is oddly similar to Shangela. You know, Shangela used to do backup dancing for Alyssa Edwards. Then she came on the show, was eliminated first. So who knows what the future holds? Yeah, I think they need to go ahead and put me in the cook. I'm waiting for the fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> but I I have I, I have a question with with uh, Miss Vanessa. So when you watch, so they showed the first seven minutes of this week of, of tonight's episode. Of, um, for the, they showed the first seven minutes of this week's episode, and uh, RuPaul was like tackling at you saying Randy, Randy. How do you feel about that? This I was laughing because I didn't know what the fuck. You know, when you're in the moment, you don't even know. Like I didn't even plan on what to say. I was like, bitch, I didn't even know what to say. I did this mirror message too. I was like, bitch, I don't even want to write message to be honest. But um, um, I don't know. But I didn't realize that that happened. But um, as soon as I saw the girls, they were like, oh, don't worry, just, like they they love the name. And then Michelle asked me about it, uh, like what's happening as well. So I was like, so when I saw the uh, little the PT and we call it that, and I said, I was, I mean, I thought it was cute. Oh, yeah, girl. No, people are yelling Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie all across town. Uh, I saw someone's grinder profile name was Miss Vanjie. I'm done. <laughs> so you have made a humongous impact in a really short amount of time. And you were definitely yeah. one of my – you were honestly the funniest part of the whole fucking episode. And watching Untouched really, was really rough. Because you, you were going through it. It, it. it is an emotional feeling. We try to tell fans who watch it, you know, when RuPaul says the time has come to lip sync for your life, like it, it, it is scary. It feels scary. It does not feel funny. It is like a really intense moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then seeing Eureka give you a, a pep talk, which was cute, because also not only because you were helping each other out, but also Eureka is 18 times larger than you are. <laughs> and I was standing next to her. I look so pretty. I thought that was the best I could have been for me. I look so fishy next to her. I said, if I'm not getting straight, I'm getting straight after this thing right there, bitch. <laughs> well, Vanessa, we want to thank you for uh, coming on to Sibling Rivalry. Um, what's your um, your Instagram handle? My Instagram is Vanessa Vanjie. My Facebook is Vanessa Vanjie. Well, I think I maxed that out. But you can, we, I'm trying to get this file, uh, you know, how you do the liking on the Facebook. So I'm trying to get that together because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm trying to link up all my accounts. I don't know what I'm doing with that either. Um, my Twitter is Vanessa Vanjie. Um, that page, um, Arrow VIP, Vanessa Vanjie. Um, yeah. You gotta get these coins to get these cookies. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to uh, be either coming out of a uh, season eleven cookie bar and we're gonna get these cookies and this bandy or all stars. But we're we're gonna see what happens. Or work, man. Well, that is Vanessa Miss Vandy. Get these cookies. Look up on Rodeo Drive, Mateo Dupree Valenciaga. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Hot Club, Hot Club, Lopez, the third, Junior, Guadalupe, man. 
<laughs> we have to have you back on, Vanessa. You are so fucking. You are one of the. You were the funniest fucking part of season of episode one of season ten. You were so good. That is Vanessa. Thank you, Thank you so much. You. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I love both of you. Okay, we gotta do videos. All right, absolutely. Bye, Vanessa. I love Vanessa. This oh, girl is she so is funny. Everything that the world needs right now. I could not stop cackling throughout the entire interview. She is so crazy. Like, I know she's from Miami, but tell me that Vanessa did not just step out, out of a fucking apartment on 182nd and Broadway in Washington Heights. <laughs> I mean, she really is a drag queen Cardi B. I said it before, but she really is like... She, she is. I agree. I agree with that statement. And I cannot, I cannot stop saying, come get... Uh, I can't stop saying, get these cookies. Oh, girl, let me tell you something. Herc, ish day, if she comes back, which I pray to God she does, season 11, and she comes out of a cookie jar, I will lose my mind. And the world <laughs> would love it. Well, I, okay, I do all the time constantly say get these cookies, but I do take very short breaks every once in a while to say Miss Vanjie, Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Vanjie. I don't think that Ms. I told our podcast this, but um, what the what y'all did not see is that so Vanessa gets eliminated. She gets eliminated, and Rue says, "Now sashay away." Vanessa, from from where she was standing, all the way at the end of the stage. She walked backwards from there all the way off saying Vanjie. It was like, it was going on for about like in real time, like a minute and 30 seconds. Wait, how many times did she say Miss Vanjie? She, girl, she said it from, from where she was standing when she finished the lip sync all the way to the end. Walking backwards. It's Vanjie, Vanjie, Vanjie. And I, we're all looking at each other and thinking like, what is happening? Because she was just. But I also love that moment where, where Michelle goes, I'm sorry, I didn't get her name. What was it? <laughs> no, it was Rue said that. No, Michelle said it to her, and then she kept whispering over and over again. And then RuPaul was trying not to laugh. He was trying to give the girl the respect she deserves. But she could not because she was being so... It was... That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but I fucking get a, a kick a lot of her. She is... She tickles me pink. I am so oh, here for great. Vanessa Vange Mateo. Guys, please check out... Uh, her, her Instagram is Miss... Um, her name wait, is Vanessa Vanjie. Bob, you are best. You were like, um, her Instagram is up uh, at that one queen. No, her Instagram <laughs> is uh, Vanessa Vanjie, at Vanessa Vanjie. Please check her out. See her if she's in a town near you. You can go to VanessaVanjie.com. She tickles me all the way pink. Yeah, she's great. I love her. And we will hopefully, uh, now and next week, we'll have an interview with Calorie Carp Dash and Williams. Yes, Miss Williams. Hey. Yes, Miss Hanny. Yes, Miss Thing, Miss Hanny. Um, Monet, thank you for chatting with me tonight. You know, against my better judgment, I actually had a good time. Oh, I do want to tell you too. I plan to. You need to watch this before next week so we can talk about it. You need to watch Todrick Hall's Forbidden on YouTube. I will. I love. You know, I love Todrick. I I stand I, for him. He is a girl. He's better than Beyonce. I say it all the time. He is better than Beyonce. Well, Work. He's ev- he's everything. He is everything. Girl, we just get our podcast started. Do not have the beehive shutting our shit down. Well, <laughs> oh my god! If you did not like when Monet just said that he's better than um, 
Beyonce. <laughs> I did not say that. That was that is Bob. Go to his page and put the little honeybees then on please, his shit. You can check out me um, at Monet Exchange. <laughs> you shady bitch. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this has been this has been sibling rivalry. Love you, sis. I love you. I love you so much, Roberta. Wait, are we gonna have like a closeout line? I said, love you, sis. That's what we should say. No, that wasn't what we discussed. We did. We said, said we said, every episode we say, love you, sis. But every time... Ugh, fine. But what do you think we said? I don't know. Let's just do that. No, what do you think we... I'm telling, I mean, I'm telling you that is what we said, but I'm also open to other things. No, let's do that. You want to do that? Let's do that. Monet, can you not... Are you, I can't tell if you're giving it because you want to get off the phone or if you actually think it's a good idea. <laughs> don't... I, it, don't... It, it, don't what? Don't like half ass it. I'm not half assing it. So is it gonna what's it gonna be? Do you I mean do you actually like Love You Sis? You sound like you didn't like it. It sounds a little basic, like it's mad it's mad basic, son. Like, well we then fucking say that, bitch. You just act like you loved it. I didn't say I loved it. I said I literally said it's fine. Those are the words I get. I never said I, I, I you act like I said, Ooh, best close out. I didn't say I said it's fine. Well that's why I want you to well then let's by the way, all this is going in the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, then why don't we decide what we're going to say? We, Bob, well, we don't have time for that. This is going to be like a 19-hour-long podcast. No, Nate, pitch something. Give me an idea. I don't, say, I, 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 I don't have one, Bob. I, just, what do you I, want I, from me? I want uh, say, Just throw something. I'm, I'm going to throw out something. You throw out something. Uh, okay, there's Love You, Sis. There's uh, Sisters for Life. Mean it. Yeah, you throw out something. <laughs> Say something right now. That is so bad. Um, um, adios. Well, it should be have to do with sisters and siblings. Oh my god. Okay, salutations, sister. That is so whack. <laughs> well, I told you, it'll, it'll come to me. It comes. It'll come to me. Not right now. Today we'll do yours. Well, listen. If you guys have an idea for what me and Monet should sign off with, then. Uh, Hashtag sibling rivalry podcast, and we will take some suggestions. But for right now, yes, lo- love you, sis. Love you, sis. Oh my god, that's terrible. Sibling rivalry is proudly presented by the Only Productions. We want to say a special thank you to our lovely guest, Vanessa Vanji Mateo, and a big thank you to our producer, Mitch Farino. Bye, y'all. Hey, Mitch. Bye, Mwah. y'all. Well, then fucking say that, bitch. You just act like you loved it.